Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. A podcast where we share with you great insights about everything family from over 30 years of parenting seven kids and over a decade of equipping parents through our Crazy Cool Family ministry. So let us inspire and equip you to build your best family. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you get to listen to this on Valentine's Day. If you if you didn't listen to it, because Valentine's Day can be very busy. Somebody's probably listening to it like in June. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we hope you had a happy yeah. Valentine's Day. Hey, if you, hey, hey, if you have a great marriage, every day is Valentine's Day, okay? <laughs> exactly. Heart Day. I love you day. Uh, okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> We're going to talk about marriage today. We are... That's a good topic to talk about on Valentine's Day. In this podcast season, season six, we are talking about the five types of relationships in your home. We're talking about relationships a lot. What are the five types of relationships? Parent to God, marriage, parent to kid, kid to kid, kid to God. If but you're if you've been around crazy cool family or long long enough, you should memorize those. <laughs> you should memorize the five types of relationships and look at our family dashboard. If you don't know where it is, look into uh, you can go into Basecamp if you're already there. Uh, get our book; it's in there. All kinds of places we do family dashboard five types of relationships. And like Suzanne said today, we are going to talk about the second relationship, which is marriage. Yeah, so our marriage verse, Don, what is the verse that you picked out for us when we were getting married? Um, Ephesians 4, 32, which is um, be kind and compassionate, forgiving each other just as in Christ, God forgave you. That was, that was, our, that was our verse on our wedding. Yes, and I remember Don picked it out, and I was like, well, what do you mean? Do you, do you not think that we're kind of compassionate to each other? Do you think we're going to have a whole marriage of needing to forgive each other? And my goodness, was he right. Was that prophetic? Oh, yes, very. <laughs> what, 32 years yeah. in, and we um, definitely have used, needed that verse. Kind and compassion. <laughs> and forgiveness, so yeah. much forgiveness has been needed. And so we give that that verse to you today. And um, so the, the kind of the format of this podcast is we um, have asked um, people to s- send in questions. And so the, here are some of the questions that have been sent in when it comes to marriage. Then they were asking like, how? one of the questions is, how did you guys invest time in your marriage? And so we're just going to answer some of those questions today yep and a quick advertisement you got to wait till the end for it but we are going to tell you about some brand new resources that are coming out or they're out already actually but anyway so just don't turn us off because at the end you are going to and um i might even have a special offer for you so if you stay to the end not going to tell you about a it valentine's now. treat um maybe it's not going to be chocolate <laughs> Okay, so um, so the, these questions, we're so excited. And just to, if you have any questions, please send them in to, is it info at Crazy Cool Family? Yeah, or should work. they send it to podcast? Info, info at Crazy Cool Family or podcast at Crazy Cool Family. Yeah. We look at both of those emails, and that's where a lot of our uh, emails come in from people like you. Yeah. And so, yeah, send it in. And, and we, we will... love questions. We love answering questions. So back to the question. So how did you invest time in your marriage? I'm assuming they are saying if you have a bunch of small children and you can't eat dinner together because you're interrupted constantly by them talking or you 
maybe, I don't know, maybe the person that's asking this question is they have a teenager and one person goes to bed and the other person wakes up late. And t- I mean, I don't, I don't know, but we can just, we can tell you what you we've done what? along I the have, way. I have three words for parents to answer this question. And that is leave your kids. <laughs> I, I think that in our, I think that society is moving more and more today to where we think we can't leave our kids or we don't work towards leaving our kids be that with our parents, uh, you know, with our, you know, um, getting a babysitter, taking it, you know, getting away for a weekend, getting away for, for even a night or a date night. Oh my goodness. Leave your kids. Well, I mean, and I, I mean, we didn't, we didn't do this, but there, I mean, there's a big trend that's going out right now and I'm not going to give a pro or a con for it. I don't not, I mean, but uh, kids are in your marriage bed. I mean, they're in their, your bed with you. And so yeah. for me, that didn't work because I needed my sleep and I couldn't sleep with that little body snuggled up next to me. I barely, I mean, I put a pillow between me and Don when we <laughs> sleep because I need my space. Um, but I would even say that that would apply to leave your kids out of your bed or go to another bed, you know, yeah. to enjoy your marriage. I just think that um, that even when we had, we had three babies in three and a half years, we had the, the, kids two, three, and four, and then, uh, and even then, I mean, we would make nights, weekends, I mean, not, not, you know, not every month or whatever, but I mean, we just made a point to get away, and, um, you know, I know that's harder for some parents than other, because maybe you don't have family here, or you have um, disengaged family relationships or whatever, but I just really advise parents, figure it out, you know, figure out something, that and makes so it work. why was that that va- I know it was valuable for me, but why was that valuable for you as the husband to, to go out, spend money, you know, be paying for a babysitter. So you're spending, so you're at, you you walk out the door and you've dropped a hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, let me even give you an idea on that. I'll answer that question in just a second, but I mean, like trade with a couple, you know, Hey, we're going to go out and spend that in a hotel tonight. You're going to watch our kids, put them to bed, whatever. And then, you know, we'll do it the next night. There, there's, no one can give me a no no parent can give me a scenario usually where they just can't do it you know and, and oh, you, you mean you could you could break it down and make it happen yeah absolutely what if there's no funds well well then you know somebody get somebody to and i mean sometimes we just have to ask you know if you're this is where being in a church being in a small group hey we really want to get away and you know maybe like i say maybe you trade off with people or whatever um if if you want to do it make it happen and so um and, and really just, you know, don't let, uh, just there, so many times we, we create obstacles, I think, that are there. But you were, you were asking, like, what the benefit of it was, uh, is still, I mean, we still, it's easier now. We have one teenager left at home. So, so we don't pay a babysitter anymore. That's right. He can. We don't have that cost. He drives. Sometimes so, we share yeah, a meal, so yeah. we don't have much of a cost there. Um, I think it's beneficial because, one, um, the time that you can spend in just sanity you know being away from kids especially when they're young but also just the the planning you can do you can really start to talk about it's it's very difficult day to day to talk about the future talk about that we talk a lot at crazy cool family about talking about values you know what's important to you and what's coming up that we really want to you know talking about the relationships in your home those things happen when you go on a date night. Those things happen when you go on a retreat. Those things happen when you go on a marriage weekend or whatever, go to a conference. And, you know, it just it stimulates things to, to that are more, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, long-term in nature, I think. Yeah. 
And so I love what about you. Well, yeah, I love the man's brain because that's where he goes. You know, he's, he's building a, he's building a life with his partner, with his playmate, with his, you mean with his team, with his teammate. Exactly. Well, not just team, but, but I mean, building with his kids too, figuring out the, the vision for the kids. It's building the whole team, not just the marriage team. Exactly. The date is investing in that marriage relationship, that teammate. That's what, and I just love it that that's the perspective that the man, that the man comes from. I love that. Um, and so for the, for the female, I think a lot of the times for us, we value, like you'd said, initially getting away from the kids. And I think we underestimate how exhausted, well, yeah, how (laughs) much we love our children when we get a break from them. Yeah when we get to come away from them. I mean, and then to have the attention of our spouse, because we get attention all day long, but it's attention, you know, that at our knees or attention <laughs> because they need something. But the attention from our spouse, when he says, you look so beautiful. And just when, you know, so husbands hear that when you shower your wife with that attention, then that, that fills our cup up. I mean, that fills us with what we need. When, when um, we are, when we get a break from the household responsibility somebody else fixes us dinner somebody else cleans it up somebody and we don't have to clean up anything I mean it's just it's a lovely break you know and then yes that uh, that adult conversation that you're talking about Don that that dreaming that taking us to the future and beyond the day-to-day hassle of what's going on it just kind of resets the whole stage of, oh, that's right. That's why this is worth it. That's why we're doing this. Well, and it's not just time away. I mean, date nights are great. Uh, a, a night away Date is Date nights great. are a must. Yeah. I wouldn't just say great. They are They are a must. If your marriage is, if you don't feel connected with your spouse, a date night is one of the first ways to fix that. And another thing that we did that, I, I mean, parents, we we get parents all over the board with this, but I'm pretty much an advocate of it is, we went to bed together a lot yeah. of times. I mean, I would say not every night, but uh, there's a lot of parents that are in the habit. And I would say in the habit of not going to bed together. So they do go to bed together, but infrequently. Yes. And so, I, I mean, and that is something that I think I came down hard on in the beginning of our marriage because my parents didn't. And my parents ended up being divorced. Um, and so, and I remember that we, you know, Don and I came from these two different lives and I remember that you would stay in the living room and you would sleep in your little recliner. You would sit in your recliner and I would go to bed because I was exhausted because I was teaching school and you would fall asleep in the recliner and then you wouldn't go to bed. And I don't remember exactly what the conversation was, but I remember you and I deciding it's valuable for us to go to bed together. And I'm telling like dads, I mean, well, whoever, some meantime, somebody is an early, I would go to bed earlier if I was married to a different person. Well, I mean, if you were I, married to a person that went to bed earlier. Yeah, but, but I'm saying <laughs> I was that, about to say, because you could be married to a different person well, that goes to bed late. My point is, is that, yeah, but I mean, my point is, is yeah, exactly, but I mean, my point is um, that I, if I chose to go to bed later so that I could go to bed with my spouse. Right. In this case, I have been the one that chose to do something different and she has stayed the same pretty much. I mean, I've adjusted more in that because I would have. I do think it's probably different through the seasons as well. And so know that for your marriage as well, that maybe if you're an exhausted mom and you're going to bed early and your husband wants to stay up late, then then just know that the next season might be different. Well, and so I'm just saying like for, are, are you going to be the one? 
I, here's what I'll say to that. I, I believe in this. I'm not bragging on myself. I'm making a point here that I believe I'm the one that sacrificed more in that in this case. However, it's been worth it. And so my challenge to parents are, it doesn't matter whether you're the man or the woman. Obviously, I challenge men to be a servant and to do right. things, you know, that, but it's like, what are you going to do? You know, or is it, it, do you value, we talk a lot at Crazy Cool Family about what do you value? Do you value processing with your spouse at the end of the day? It's so good. Okay. It, and if you do, maybe, you know, and the, both of you can agree on it, but who knows? Are you going to be the one to sacrifice? Are you going to be the one to make the call and say, you know what? Even if my spouse wants, if my spouse wants to go to bed early, then I don't like going to bed early, but I'm going to, maybe all you do is you go to bed with them and talk to them a little while and then you step and read, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But you're going to shut so, down. Great. Dude, what, what is it? I don't know what the creative alternative is, but um, that's one way to answer that question, investing time in your marriage. Yes, and and I would say that um, going to bed together to completely raises your chances and or opportunity of getting lucky. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Here we go. <laughs> there's Valentine's Day. Let's see, birthdays, Christmas. There's at least a few days. In yeah, there that, guaranteed. Yeah, that, 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 so that. another one that's kind of like it, it, when it comes to investing time in your marriage or investing into your marriage um, is going to bed together. Next one is to sit next to each other. And I know that that's a silly little thing. And a lot of the times parents will book in their kids and put all their kids in between them. But for me, I just is valuable that my husband's sitting next to me, that he's, he's, that I pick him first and he picks me first. We're each other's first and then come the children. And so we can, so if we want to hold hands where we're sitting, whether that's at church or at a restaurant or at a movie, I mean, any, anywhere we're going to, I mean, it, it actually is to the point where it feels odd when we don't sit next to each other. Yep. And so that's, that. that's one that I just think is an easy way to honor your spouse. So next question is, yeah. How did you learn your spouse? Uh, let me ask you a question, Suzanne. Would you say that we know each other? 32 years in, would you say that we know each other on a scale of one to 10? How, how well do I know you and how well do you know me? And maybe look over the 30 years and see when did it, what is it now and where was it? What would you say to that question? Yeah. And so to answer it backwards, to start with, I would say that we know each other pretty well. I would, I would rank us pretty high up there. I would go, I mean, no lower than eight, probably nine. And there's, there's situations that I would say are 10 plus that, you know, me and, um, and I think it's definitely evolved. I mean, completely at the beginning of our marriage, when we were getting married, the pastor that married us was one of, was my pastor of my church and I babysat for him and I knew him and he was like, you should not get married. You two don't know each other. You two are not enough of alike. There's things that are radically different from each other. And I would say that he was correct in that. That we, we shouldn't have gotten married. <laughs> no, not that part. <laughs> <laughs> in the part that we were radically different and, the, and our differences were going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that what made what made the difficulty not be so difficult that we shouldn't get married, that we didn't, you know, that we, that we survived, not only did we, not only did we survive marriage, but we have thrived in marriage. I would say we are better because of our marriage. Um, 
is because we learned each other. We got to know each other. And it's just because, I mean, in the beginning, I tried to make you like me and you tried to make me like you. But along the way, we decided, no, you should be you and I should learn about you. Yeah. What are you like? And I remember reading the books, the how to, how to Have a New Husband by Friday. And it was actually all about me or mm-hmm. making sense of men. I mean, reading, but just reading book after book about trying to understand men and you. Well, and so... A couple of things with that. One of them is um, our marriage has gotten better by the decade. I would say that's what I really say is that. And so I want I say that to encourage um, Christian couples who may be struggling in their marriage that, man, our first five to 10 years were kind of tough. I mean, in terms of lots of kids coming, um, you know, we didn't know each other. Uh, we we had, we were being discipled. So that helped. I mean, I always say that the best thing you can do is go love Jesus first. I mean, so we were, that, that was probably the saving grace of our first decade was really that we were growing in the Lord. And so we were growing in our ways. We served each other and we were trying to knit our family together, things like that. And remember our verse, be kind and compassionate. And I do think we were that to each other. Like we were, yeah. didn't have nightdown dragons. We didn't fight. We were never dishonoring to each other. And I think because there's of some pretty big conflicts those first 10 years though. I mean, as I'm thinking about it. Oh yeah, no, I could rattle them all <laughs> off right now, but I'm just saying that, and, but they didn't last a long time. And while yeah. we might've been wounded from them, they're not wounds that we have carried to today. Not like leaving each other. Well, just, so I think the the second decade of, marriage we really started i think the second decades when we switched to oh this this lady's pretty cool i need to <laughs> i need to start to figure her out and explore how to make her better rather than to make her like me and that and then i think you did the same thing hey you know the fact that my husband is forgetful and doesn't notice when all the dishes are you know in the dish in, in, he doesn't in, notice in my sink. new hairdo but he yeah. also doesn't notice that the house is a mess it's yeah, a win that, that's okay you know we started <laughs> to think we started to think that way and then the the third decade from years you know 20 to 30 we really started to um explore each other you know emotionally physically even emotionally uh spiritually and and really start to learn love at a new level so marriage uh, you know and for us uh marriage has been the toughest line on our relationship um, and, and, you know, we, we have, we have uh, worked, we've worked hard at our marriage yeah. and the, the pastor was right that we are because we are very different and, and different things. We enjoy different things. We, um, uh, what we have it big in common is God and family. Yeah. But what we don't, what we don't have in common is interest and the way we think he's yeah, an extrovert. I'm an introvert. Things, yeah. He's a thinker feeler. Yeah. All the different things. He's a doer. I'm a server. Yeah. All those things. So, yeah. I mean, one of the things that helped us learn each other um, just recently within the last five years was the Enneagram and um, got that book. Don's a three on the Enneagram. I'm a two. And so when I went through and studied that he was an achiever, it was like an aha moment because there were things that he would do because that's the way he was wired that made that hurt my feelings or made me feel rejected because I'm a two. And I was like, oh my goodness, he's not rejecting me. He's just doing his doing what he does. 
And to see that and realize, oh, and then another one was um, the five love languages and learning that. And even over our 30 years, I would say those have changed a little bit along the way. And they're not, they're not even the same as they were, but to know that, that that's how I can invest in my spouse was very valuable. And so even reading some books, we, that's another way we invested in our marriage and we learned our spouse was reading how to be married. I mean, what is that? How do you, how do you interact with your spouse? How do you, um, you know, understand and get along with the opposite sex? Yeah. And, or, you know, so I don't know whether, whether you are a marriage that is three years old or 13 years old or 23 years old or 53 years old. You know, my, my father, um, just passed away recently and, uh, my parents were eight days shy of 70 years of marriage. Um, what a great goal. What a great goal. They were, you know, and one of the things they said about my dad at his funeral was he was good to my mom, you know, and, and he really was, he was, you know, my dad wasn't the most, um, um, tolerant person, you know, he would definitely, uh, he would definitely get angry at times with the, especially with little kids and things like that. But you know what? He didn't get angry with my mom and he, he treated her well. And I think there's so much in that of choosing to, um, you know, uh, treat, learn your spouse, treat your spouse. Um, you know, one of the things as we look at the theme of, you know, even relationships in general is, be a learner. Um, it, I just, it, it drives me insane when guys come to me with marriage issues and I'm like, what are you doing to learn your spouse and learn how to be a husband and a father even? Well, you know, I read a book one time. I'm like, okay, okay. Like if your son was going to play baseball, are you going to have him read a book and see if he can do that? I mean, this is your marriage, right? You know, what are you going to do? This is, let me say it again. This is your marriage. Right. You know, what are you going to do to invest in learning about your spouse and learning how to be a great husband? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, um, and so often that means those it's, it's just the blocking and tackling. It's going to bed together, you know, a lot of nights it's taking time to do a date night. It's just, you know, um, listening to your spouse instead of talking over her, you know, or each other, not just her. Right. I mean, but you know, so often we are, uh, we are so good with it. You know, one of the things I learned, I think that was really, um, beneficial is, is I don't need to give Suzanne advice. You know, I mean, I, I really don't, I needed to, I, I always had the answer for her. And, and over time I learned that, you know what, maybe I should ask more questions. Maybe I should let her, um, speak more and, and explore more and understand better before, you know, there's a book a long time ago, Stephen Covey says, seek first to understand before being understood. It's like, Oh wow. That's interesting. That, that applies to marriage. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things that have shifted in our marriage now is that we used to come from a place where, where we were right. I mean, I was right. My perspective's right. My, my um, opinion's right. My attitude, whatever is right about this situation, you know, whether it's, I told you, I told you that. No, you didn't tell me that. I told you that. And I appreciate it now because we're actually both coming from a place of, you know, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't know if I told you that or not. I'm sorry. I I don't know if I I put that on the calendar. I'm sorry. And so it's been a sweet um, place for us to connect with 
with instead of being accusing and you know holier than thou and all that stuff it's kind of it's almost like we're submitting to each other and um that is one of the things that's linked us together as well here's something you know it's it's like how did you benefit from your spouse investing in your marriage learning you um man um suzanne um talked about the enneagram and uh, that was really um there was there was a season or there's been seasons where you know i I felt like i couldn't do anything right that i couldn't get it right and then and um i feel like that as she has studied me more and learned where i'm coming from more that suddenly you know not suddenly but over time i really feel like i've i've been maybe i some like i tell her over the last several years i'm like I feel like I hadn't changed that much, but you have accepted me a lot more. And and that's, so I give, I really think that's where when you invest in your spouse, that they will feel more accepted. That's kind of the way I feel about the last several years. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, no, I think that that's, that's definitely accurate. I mean, I, I do think that you, you too have changed. And so I don't want it to come across as, yeah, Don hasn't done a thing and I've done all this work. Not at all. Um, but I, it, I, I just did the bedtime thing, you know, I sacrificed <laughs> there, but that was it. That's all I did. Drew the line. <laughs> Uh, and pay for dates you pay for dates and vacations Uh, for that matter (laughs) exactly um no i think Mm. that i I, I think it's super super important like um to change our perspective and i think that that's where i've had great success when it comes to interacting the interactions in our marriage because i had these ideals and these expectations that that don could never meet poor guy I mean, I, there was a certain way that I wanted him to respond to me. If I was angry, I had a certain way I wanted him to respond. And if I was sad, and I would tell him that's how I wanted him to respond, but that wasn't who he was. He didn't think like that. He Believe it or not, he didn't think like me. And mm-hmm. so therefore, he didn't ever respond like that. And then he would get upset when I told him to respond and told him what I needed and the way I needed it because it's like that's that's not how... I do it though. And so for me, it's when I died to those ideals and expectations that I had on him and his, the way he communicated with me. And instead, what I did was I just interpret, interpreted what he was saying and how he was saying it into what I needed to hear. You know, when he says, when he walks in and says something like, you're wearing a blue shirt, I hear you look beautiful. (laughs) I mean, because he's observing, he's noticing, notice we talked about it earlier, he doesn't observe the sink full of dishes. And so for him to walk in the room and notice something means you look beautiful. I noticed you is what he mean, what it means. And so that's what I hear. And so it's, um, I just think it's powerful as spouses. If we, if we, if, if there's something that's we, we have assigned is not right. If we will go in and do the work ourselves and do what it takes for us to see it as right, then it becomes right. And then as in Don word said, he felt like he never could do anything right. And now he feels like he can, because now it doesn't matter what he does. I perceive it as right. Yeah. And um, I think that that's uh, just a really good uh, takeaway for all the parents, for all the marriage partners today, is that um, look at intent. You know, so often, um, even uh, one of the things that's been true of our marriage, and it may not be true of, of all marriages. And, you know, I definitely think there's sometimes we can get a lot of bitterness into marriage and there's some things that need to be healed. But so often I find in, in, in our marriage and a lot of marriages I see that 
it's it's not very often that the husband or the wife is deliberately trying to hurt the spouse. Right. They're not, you know, as they, they you know, at worst, they may be not thinking about the spouse and, and that needs to be addressed and all that. But so often we assign negative motives mm-hmm. to good intentions. Yes. And, and that's where things that Suzanne's talking about is when is really look at your own, you know, maybe we've already had a bad day. Um, and then therefore, no matter what our spouse does when they come in, it's filtered through our bad day. There's nothing they can do right. And all of a sudden we have, and then we do things that we don't want to do. Well, how do we change that? It's just really trying to give them what Susanna and I talk about a lot is let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's believe that they are trying to do, even if they don't do it the right way, maybe look behind it a little bit and ask, what was their intent and motive? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's so often lets us to be, lets us be more tolerant and more comp- be kind and compassionate with one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Yeah, I think that one of the tracks that I run in my head um, pretty consistently now is we're on the same team. Yeah, we're on the same team. We're gonna instead of being against each other about this situation, what is it going to take for me to be on the same side with him, and then the situation be on the other side? What if you believe that your spouse is for you? Exactly. What if you think? What if when you see them walk in the door, you think, "Wow, as they there's my teammate, my spouse is for me. He's not. He or she is not against me." Mm -hmm. Um, And then. Now, let's flip that. And the way you can have your spouse think that more, tell them that, you know, I am for you. I want the best for you. Help me figure out how that is. And then, you know, over time, that helps, too, for them to believe that. Yeah, just okay. we can wrap this up. But it just made me think of I just remember one time me ranting and raving with my expectations and you saying, hey, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm okay." (laughs) (laughs) Done that more than once, actually. (laughs) And I'm like. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You yeah. are. Yeah. And so if I get into like a downward, negative downward spiral, then I just start thinking of, yes, but Don does this yeah. and he, you know, he's anyway. I, I'm kind of a loser in these areas, but overall, <laughs> I'm really good, you know. I mean, and so, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, hey, I want to leave you with one thing um, that, uh, well, overall, what, I, what we want to leave you with tonight is be a learner. Be a learner about your spouse and be a learner about how to be a spouse. Oh, yeah. And and those two things. So you can, um, I mean, that's what should go on the Instagram feed, on the Facebook feed, is to be a learner about your spouse and be a learner about being a spouse. Um, and so, yeah, pay attention to them, study them, ask questions. I, I want to I end with something that is really next level. And, um, and so is this the exciting thing? Nope. Not no, yet. I, no, I'm oh. not even, I'm not even that this is still in marriage. The exciting <laughs> thing is about product, but I, but this is really, I, I want to, uh, I just feel like just kind of a word from the Lord here. It's something that I've been processing through the last year or so. That's super helpful to me is, um, so Jesus tells us to love the Lord, our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. He says, the second commandment's like the first one. Love our neighbor as ourselves. Who is our most important neighbor? And that is our wives, our wives or husband, our spouse. So here's the deep part. When, however, your spouse, you're, you're supposed to love your spouse. I mean, it is an action of love. It is something that you do. It is something that you be. It's something that you are doing with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. So, 
however your your spouse reacts to you, however however your spouse treats you, in a marriage relationship that that's put together by God, is exactly how God's working in your life that day. Mm-hmm. And so. What you see, when you see how your spouse responds to you, realize that's the hand of God in your life trying to get you to respond, to, trying to get you to see God in a certain way, trying to get you to see life in a certain way, trying to get you to, he's, Romans eight twenty eight says, God works all things to the good of those who love him. We're with our spouse every day. The, the things they keep doing over and over, that's God working in us to create something new. He wants to create something new and however your spouse, and that's the deep part because we, when we can see our, even the negative things our spouse does to us, perceived negative, as the hand of God in our lives, it's so much easier to turn around and be kind and compassionate to them and forgiving them and asking forgiveness for our own because we literally see their actions toward us as the hand of God in our lives. So just something, again, I know that's deep, but I've been working on it and it really does help me flip my thinking about loving everyone that God brings in my life. Today we're talking about our spouse. And so, you know, that's the most important person that we love. Hand of God, deep. Yeah, it is. So um, all right, here's our special offer. Um, if you go to some special music playing right now, I know we should. I mean, probably Macy can do yeah, that for us. We it, could, yeah. Macy add music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, um, um, maybe a theme from Rocky or something. Da, da, da. Uh, so I don't know why I came up with theme from Rocky, but anyway, so in, we have introduced, you go to Amazon. Best thing to do is go to Amazon, type in Don and Suzanne Manning and what, look at all the stuff that we've come out with over the last, it's, but two things in particular are our guidebooks. And we have two guidebooks. And if you know Crazy Cool Family, one of them's on culture and one of them's on relationships. And they are two six-session guidebooks I want to have in every Christian parent's library in the world, actually, because I think our between our book and these two guidebooks, they are, it's, it's this thing you need in your library to go over and, and to complete the six sessions and then to, um, to do them. Just always have them there to go back through them. And there's so many things that each session takes about 30 to 45 minutes. They're interactive. They have um, places you can journal. I can brag on them because uh, mainly Suzanne authored them more than, uh, more than I did. Suzanne and Macy did. They are absolutely brilliant, and I recommend them to every Christian parent. Here's the special offer. You can buy them from Amazon. They cost $30, bucks, 29 99 on Amazon. We can get copies. We, we buy copies on our own. And so if you will email me, if you will email me to, to info at crazycoolfamily.com, I'll send it to you for 20 bucks. And you can get both of them for 20 bucks a piece. I just want to see how many people listen to the podcast and would be willing to email me and ask for them. Then I, it's a it's a hassle for us to do it. It's a whole, that's why we put them on Amazon because they're so much easier to get. But if you will send me, uh, send us a, an email to info at crazycoolfamily.com and uh, we will arrange payment with you and we'll give you a discount and we'll send you a signed copy of both guides uh, for 20 bucks a piece. And... Um, just to, you know, we just want to launch this. We want to get them in your hands. And we think that, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what's going on. And if you, so there you go. There's a special offer. Great idea. I love it. And so uh, in the meantime, happy Valentine's Day. Um, where are we going on Valentine's Day? Do we have any idea? 
I think you're the one that plans that. Oh, gosh. I better get after it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're, reco- we're recording before Valentine's Day. But in the meantime, um, yeah, and also just check out our website, new website. A lot of new stuff going on. Uh, we will be telling you about it as we launch this year and launch this season. We are super excited to continue our series, this podcast season on relationships. And i um, very excited to have you for my wife, Suzanne. Happy Valentine's Day. And uh, thank you for all the years with you and raising our family. So any parting words for us? Nope. All good. Go be crazy parents, crazycoolfamily.com. <laughs>